1: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday
0: edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome to Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver, and I'm going live tonight to react and talk with you guys about the Wizards getting the 10th pick of the draft. No luck here. The Wizards are just stuck in the middle of the pack, running on that middle-of-the-pack treadmill and do not move at all, and they stay at pick 10. At least it's not number nine. I guess we can talk about that. We'll talk about who the Wizards can target at pick 10 and who else has been, has been the 10th pick in the last couple of years. And a comment from Tommy Shepard about young players cracking the rotation. Let's get to it.
0: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right. So the Washington wizards end up with the 10th pick of the draft. Um, the, the percentages, they had a 65.9% of getting the 10th pick of the draft. They had a 13.9% chance to get into the top four they had a 4% chance at pick four, 3.6% chance at pick three, 3.3% chance at number two, 3% chance at number one. And they ended up staying at the uh, same place they were now. I, at that point when they knew they weren't going to make the play, they were about five games behind the Hornets or the Hawks um, to make that play-in tournament. And I was like, yeah, they, they need to shut it down. They need to start tanking. Um, I would say, hey, let's get some G League guys. Let's get, you know, Kyrie Walker in, Isaiah Todd. Let's see what some of these guys can do because they were going nowhere fast. And, um, yeah, they, they signed guys like Tomas. They were playing Ish Smith. They are playing a lot of veterans. And I, I, at times I thought it was good that they played Tomas. Um, to get the chemistry with Porzingis, and they won a couple games. They beat the Mavericks by 25. They beat the Lakers. I was happy with those wins, but at the same time, I was like, maybe they should pick a direction and, and get some more lottery odds. But it is what it is. The Wizards, you know, we're just stuck in that ninth, tenth pick range. You know, are the Wizards going to trade up? Are they going to trade back? Are they going to package the pick and, and bring in a point guard? Are they going to draft a point guard? Tommy Shepard already said that. You know, most likely a point guard will not be starting for the Washington Wizards, so it doesn't look like they're going to draft a point guard. Um, Chase Hughes said a couple names here um, that he thinks the Wizards, some early names to watch for the Wizards and, and Chase Hughes uh, will be on the show tomorrow. Um, he says with the 10th overall pick, some some early names to watch uh, for the Washington Wizards with the 10th overall pick include Benedict Mathurin from Arizona, Jalen Dern from Memphis, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin, Tari Eason from LSU, Dyson Daniels from the G League Ignite, and Ty Tai Washington at Kentucky. So, those are some guys to keep a name to keep an eye on. Uh, Benedict Mathurin, that's a dream to drop at ten. I don't see him going that far. But let's go over the draft order here that ended up. So the Houston Rockets they had the highest lottery odds, um, they were tied with the Magic and the Pistons with fourteen percent. Uh, the Thunder had 12.5%. The Pacers had 10.5% at, at the first pick in the draft. Um, and looking at the real lottery odds here, the Magic won the night with the they get the first pick in the draft. The Oklahoma City Thunder get the second pick in the draft. The Houston Rockets get the third pick in the draft. The Kings moved up a little bit. The Kings had they were at pick uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They had pick they had the seven best odds at the first pick in the draft and they move up to fourth, to the fourth pick in the draft. Um, the Pistons got the fifth pick of the draft. The Pacers got the sixth pick of the draft. They moved back one spot. So um, they they kind of – I'm not going to say they lost the night, but them moving back certainly didn't help, but they moved back okay. to sixth. Um, the Blazers are at the – they got the seventh pick of the draft. The Pelicans got the eighth pick of the draft. The San Antonio Spurs got the ninth pick of the draft, and then we got the tenth. The Knicks got the 11th pick of the draft and the Thunder got the 12th pick of the draft. The Charlotte Hornets got the 13th pick of the draft, and also the Cavaliers got the 14th. The, the Hornets got the 13th pick of the draft. The Cavaliers got the 14th pick of the draft. So that's the lottery odds right there. Um, looking at some former guys who were picked ten, just to get a little um, overview of you know some history of guys who were picked ten. I have a list up here um, just to get, get you guys a little gauge here of, of the quality. And, you know, this this doesn't mean anything, but it, it just it kind of gives you an idea of, you know, who's been there at pick 10. You know, it's a, it did every draft is different. You know, it depends on how deep the draft is. I think this is a pretty deep draft. A lot of people say this is a four-guy draft. I, I disagree with that. I think there's a couple guys that can come in and definitely help your franchise and impact the fr- franchise and come in and help immediately. You know, I, I think there's some guys that can come in and hit the ground running immediately at pick 10 if you draft correctly of course you know you got your Tyrese Maxis of the world that come in and, and just hit the ground running at pick 20 so you there's some guys who I feel like that can definitely be some steals at pick 10 it's not the end of the world that the Wizards got picked ten, but obviously you know if they could have got a higher pick it would have been a lot better for the franchise so back in 2010 pick 10 was Paul George who was drafted by the Pacers I think everybody would love to have Paul George right now would they um, 2011 was Jimmer Fredette, so it is somewhat of a crap shoot. Jimmer Fredette, you know, great college player out of BYU, uh, was shooting threes from half court, but just couldn't put the, just could not put it together uh, in, in the NBA. Austin Rivers was picked ten out of Duke uh, to the New Orleans Hornets. Um, he's still in the league, so he's had a solid career for the most part. He's been, you know, a, a, a backup rotational six man kind of guy, so he's cut out a solid career for himself. Not a great career, but a solid career for himself. CJ McCollum at pick 10 at a Lehigh from the Blazers, picked by the Blazers. So he's turned out to be a great pick, an awesome pick. That would be, if we got a CJ McCollum type talent, that would be an awesome pick for the Washington Wizards. 2014, Alfred Payton, picked by the Sixers at a Louisiana Lafayette. Um, he hasn't really worked out. I mean, he's been a solid backup point guard. He started a couple years in the league, but he's, you know, he's a backup point guard on the Suns. Didn't get much playing time. He got playing time here and there in the series. Him and Cameron Payne as backup point guards. Justice Winslow out of Duke in 2015. Solid 3 and D guy, but he's a bench player, rotational player. If the Wizards drafted Justin Winslow at pick Ten, then that, you know, that would not help the franchise at all. Vaughn Maker in 2016 out of Canada. Oh, my goodness. He had some of the best high, high school high, mixtape highlights I've ever seen in my life. A seven-foot guy who could dribble the ball like that. Zach Collins is next in 2017 out of Gonzaga. By the Sacramento Kings, um, Thawmaker was drafted by the Bucks. Justice Winslow was drafted by the Miami Heat. Um, Zach Collins is another backup in the league. Mikael Bridges out of Villanova the, for the Phoenix Suns. He's been a great three and D player. He's got a twenty million dollar contract, so he's he's really carved out a great career for himself early. Um, got sizzled in the in Game Seven by Luca, but he's been a great player so far. Twenty nineteen Cam Reddish, who uh, got traded from the Atlanta Hawks out of Duke. Um, he had a lot of hype coming out. Could shoot the three. Could put the ball on the floor and, and create a shot for himself. But it just has not worked out at all for him in the NBA. So I'm not gonna call him a bust, but it certainly has not worked out for him at all. Twenty twenty pick ten was Jalen Smith out of Maryland, picked by the Suns. Uh, he got traded to the Pacers. They didn't. They did not pick up his option. The Suns did not pick up his third year option. So it really hasn't worked out for him so far. But with the Pacers, he's played really well. And the Wizards have had rumored interest in trading for Jalen Smith. Um, before the trade deadline out of Maryland. He's he's, he's a he's a stretch five, stretch four, um, wiry, lean guy with some athleticism there. I like Jalen Smith out of Maryland a lot. I think he's, he started to play well for the Pacers a lot when he got a different opportunity with a team that had more room for a guy to develop like Jalen Smith. Uh, last year, the Pelicans drafted Zaire Williams from the Grizzlies. So basically what I'm getting at, it's a crapshoot at pick Ten. You have to get this right. Tommy Shepard and Wes Unseld Jr., Ted Leonsis. You, have to get this, you got to get a guy that, in my opinion, they can knock down a three. The Wizards were t- what, 26 and three percentage. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, they're a bottom five in 3 point attempts per game, so they need a guy that can come in and shoot. They got that with Corey Kispert last year at pick 15, but they need a, got another guy that can space the floor. Brandon Scott in the live chat. He said, I wouldn't mind picking up uh, Ochai Baji can defend and shoot from the three. Yeah, that's what the Wizards need. They need three and D guys. They need dogs. They need guys that can shoot. And space the floor so i think the wizards you know they took denny who was not who shot who his percentages shooting the three were not good before coming here uh and playing in the NBA. where brown jr was not known as a shooter as well so i feel like they need to get a guy that can space the floor and knock down threes and if they're going to build around bradley bill they need to get some guys that can space the floor and build around him kind of like how the Suns built around Devin booker and chris paul they got mikhail bridges they got cam johnson they got jay crowder they got they got wings that can knock down threes and space the floor. So that's that's what I think the Wizards need really need to emphasize drafting pick 10. Are they going to draft another small forward? They drafted Kelly Oubre, Otto Porter, um, Denny Avdia, Rui Hachimura, who's a three slash four. Corey Kispert, another wing. Are they going to draft another three time and time? Is it wash, went, rinse, repeat for the Washington Wizards? You know, Ted will never. He said he will never ever tank. Is it wash, went, rinse? Repeat with pick nine, pick 10 and picking another small four for the Washington Wizards. That's the question for me. Is that what they're going to do time and time again in this draft? So um, but I do want to get to. The comments from Tommy Shepard about um, young guys cracking a rotation and then we'll wrap up with um, what I, the odds of what I think the Wizards could do with the pick, whether they can trade or trade up. What are the options for the Washington Wizards going into the NBA draft? And some names that I like for the Washington Wizards to target already. A way uh, early look at some guys, some more guys. We've already talked about some, some about some prospects with Mavs draft, but I'll bring up some other guys that I, I think the Wizards could certainly target at, at, at pick 10. So, um, But before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. To help you start your day right, this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things above. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/slash NBA network. Again, that is NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This episode is also brought to you by the Locked On NBA Big Board. Thank you. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked On NBA Big Board Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board. Newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, mock draft player rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts.
0: Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On.
2: All right, so I do want to get into the um, quote from Tommy Shepard that, you know, had Twitter in an outroar and and an outrage. You know, I'm just going to get my thoughts about it. But um, I do also want to go into some of the picks that the Wizards have made in the past couple of years um, since, you know, John Wall was drafted. Um, in 2011, they drafted Jan Vesely at the sixth pick and drafted Chris Singleton as the 18th pick. This was in the first round. This is in the past decade. Bradley Bill with a third pick in 2020 in 2012, Or in 2012, 2013, they drafted Otto Porter with a third pick. 2014 they didn't have a pick. 2015 they drafted Kelly Ubre. 2016 they didn't have a pick. They traded up, they traded away. Um 2017, they traded away as well. Uh, I know one of those picks was for Markeith Morris, and the other pick was definitely for Bohan. Bogdanovich, and then 2018 they drafted troy brown jr with the 15th pick 2019 they drafted Rui with the ninth pick denny with the ninth pick in 2020 and then 2021 with Corey kispert as the 15th pick so that's some of the history there with the washington wizards pick in the past decade so let's get to the uh quote from tommy Shepard. this was from quentin mayo i don't know which interview this was from i don't know if this was from a presser but this was definitely circulating on twitter and you know people have their opinions on it for sure so um quote from tommy shepard most young guys it's really hard for them to have an impact their first year very young very few young players can come in and crack a rotation now that quote is true so i'm not really mad at the quote at all um so some people can take it as you know tommy shepard you know making um somewhat excuses for his draft uh his drafting in the past you know so but you look at his recent drafts um danny obvious is Started, you know, Denny Obvious started multiple games his rookie season. Rui Hajimira started his rookie year and his sophomore year. Rookie all, a rookie made, I mean, Rui made a uh, second, he made an all rookie team as well. And he played in the Rising Stars game. So, um, Rui's played well. Denny's made some, some leaps. Um, he's improved. He just has to improve on his ball hand on his left hand, of course. Corey Kispert, um, uh, broke the rookie record from making threes in a season. So I think some of the, some of the rookies have made a positive impact now. You know, you you look at some of the guys that were drafted after them, you know, maybe like a Bones Highland after Corey Kispert, Ayo Desumu. I think some of the second-round picks have been very questionable. Ayo Desumu was available in the second round. Um, they didn't draft a point guard last year, where I think they definitely could have taken a look at, at getting a point guard in the draft as well. Um, and, you know, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Sadiq Bey is a guy that, you know, I really fit – I think that could have fit the Wizards. I think what the Wizards' problem is with Tommy Shepard is – they draft guys that don't fit the roster or the direction that they're going for. If you're going to build around Bradley Bill, like I said before, you need to draft three and D guys, guys that can shoot threes and space the floor, not secondary ball handlers. You know, and this is with Ernie Grunfeld as well. You have a John Wall. doesn't make sense to draft a Troy Brown Jr., who's a secondary ball handler. doesn't make a lot of sense to me. A guy that shot 29% for the three-point line of Oregon, another guy that can't, that you know, sh- three-point shooting is not his forte. Danny Obby, three-point shooting is not his forte. Rui Ajemiro is a mid-range guy, you know, energy guy that can, you know, post of it and knock down a mid-range shot. So, you know, that's a that was an interesting pick as well. I think I think Rui has played really well so far. Um, but just the direction, what direction are you heading in? If you're really trying to build around a guy, Bradley Bill, where they really want to, you know, give him that quarter of a billion dollars, you're going to have to draft a 3-and-D guy or a point guard or in my opinion, just a bucket getter, somebody that can go and create a shot for themselves. I, I just don't want to see the Wizards draft another secondary ball handler, in my opinion. So Dyson Daniels would be out for me. But the quote I, 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 the quote is true. I mean, what he said is true. Very few young players crack, come in and crack the rotation. You can take that as, you know, maybe he doesn't draft well where guys come in and crack the rotation. But then again, like I said, Denny has started and played a lot of games. Rui has started and played a lot of games. Corey Kispert started 30 games this year. So a lot of guys have come in and crack the rotation it hasn't been hard for them to come in and crack the rotation so it was an interesting quote but at the same time i don't see anything 100 percent wrong with the quote um but it, it could be in a tyrese maxey was available that he could have been drafted like i said sadiq bay some other guys um this year too bones highland uh was a, was a good point guard i sumu had a great year this year you know herbert jones but that you can say that with everybody's draft that they missed out on guys you no know, you look at the the Miami Heat, they just find talent everywhere. Mac, you know, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, they're able to just draft guys and find talent and develop. And they fit their scheme. They fit what they're looking for. They draft guys that can knock down threes. Bring a guy, Duncan Robbins, another undrafted guy. They bring guys that they know that can shoot and defend. And I think that's what the Wizards really need to look for, guys that can really knock down and and stretch the floor. That's what they really need badly. Um, and so, like I said, three of these guys, guys that can really defend. Ochai Abaji is a guy that I really think fits. Yeah, but I'm going to go over a couple of names over here that um, I think could fit the Wizards at pick 10, and they they should definitely take a look at, and possibly should they take a look at the trading trading up for Jaden Ivey. You know, the Kings had – I'm going to tell you a guy that the the Sacramento Kings, they got picked for. I'm going to tell you somebody on the Wizards roster that they had interest in trading for and a guy that thought he was going to be traded to the Kings, and I think you guys probably figured out the quiz – by me saying that. Um, but before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Um, I just got the birthday cake puffs. in the. In, um, they just got sent to my house. I ordered, I got them, and they taste really, really good. They have some zinc to them. They got some pop. When I put them in the fridge, they taste really, really, really good. Man, they, they taste like a candy bar, but they're super, super healthy. Great way to start my day with some energy, some protein, man. Um, not a lot of sugar in them. They got macros in them. 16 grams of protein, only 150 calories, man, they taste really good. It's almost like eating a candy bar, but it's it's healthy. That's the crazy thing about it. It's the crazy thing about it. So just make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and enrobed it in 100% white chocolate and added with sprinkles. With 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only nine grams of sugar, this limited time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor. And variety in your day. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs and more efficiently, and provides tons of health benefits. Go to build.com to get birthday cake puffs now. Go to build.com use promo code Lock15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code Lock15 for 15% off at Built.com. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto port store to stock all the parts you need. Why often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How how did you hear about us? Box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right. So the guy that I believe that the Wizards could gauge some trade interest in, if they want to move up to that pick four, which I don't think the Wizards will trade up to pick four, but I I just. Jaden Ivey, he's the best player in the draft to me. I think pound for pound, he has the best first step in the draft. He has the best explosiveness in the draft. I think he's the most athletic guard. When you watch him play, is, he, is does he play like John Morant? Not 100%, but he him and John ja have that same explosiveness and that same athleticism where I, I feel like Jaden Ivey's game will really, really translate to the NBA, especially with more spacing. And he's really good at getting to the free throw line. Like I'm a Maryland fan. I watch him get to the free throw line in that last second of the game. And he's clutch too. I know they lost to St. Peter's in the sweet 16, which I couldn't care less about that. I think Jay Nivey is still the best player in the draft, in my opinion. Um, the guy can score at all three levels. He's a bucket getter. Some, you know, he is he a point guard? Not hundred percent. He's more of a combo guard, but he has the prototypical size. He's got that dog in him. He's a couple couple of game winners in the Big Ten as well. Has stepped up big in some Big Ten games as well. Um, can go and get it. He's a lob threat. He can play above the rim. Um, super, super speedy and fast. I can go on and on about Jaden Ivey. He's a good free throw shooter as well. Good three-point shooter as well, so he can knock down a threat. I think he'll be a perfect, perfect player for the Washington Wizards. I just feel like his game will translate to the NBA. He just has the athleticism, the size, the strength, the ball handling, the playmaking ability, coming off the pick and roll, scoring in the mid-range game. I just think he has it all in my opinion. I just, I just feel like he, his game will translate to the NBA. Um, but I'm going to read a couple comments here before I talk about a possible trade package that we could send to the Kings for pick four. Um, Brandon Scott said, "I wouldn't mind um, picking Ochai Agbaji from Kansas. Can defend and shoot from the arc. Yes, I would. I would like that to pick ten. I wouldn't mind that. I know he's older. He's a senior, and people stick their nose up as seniors. But Corey Kispert was a senior coming out. Now he has a he has what you call a high floor and a low ceiling, where he doesn't provide much upside. He's coming. To, Corey Kispert came in as a three point specialist. That's what he's going to be in the league. You know, is he going to develop playmaking skills, one on one shot creation skills for himself?" That's yet to be seen. But when you think about Corey Kispert, he's a he's he's a high-floor guy where you know he's going to come in and he's going to do one job. He's going to knock down threes. But he can play, make a little bit more. And, you know, he's, he's a little more versatile and athletic. You know, so he brings a little bit more to the table than what Davies Bertans did uh, with the Wizards. So I, I like Corey Kispert. But O'Chai Agbaje, he's a guy where you know what he's going to do. He's going to be a 3 and D guy. You know, can he be like a Mikel Bridges or a Sadiq Bay? Can he, you know, develop his ball handling skills and do more? Than just being a 3d 3d guy I see Robert Covington in him and Robert Covington is fine with the Wizards I wanted them to sign him a free agency with the mid-level so if we get a guy like Ochai Abaji at 10 they can come in and be a great 3d player I'm fine with that I really am I don't I don't have superstar expectations for pick 10 I, I just don't being realistic William Watkins says Benedict Mathurin yes I would love Benedict Mathurin he would be perfect I mean look at the dunk he had against TCU the guy can shoot the three out high clip he can handle the ball um he's just perfect. And he can play he can play defense too and he's a dog. He has that dog mentality and him watching with Arizona he gets he's yelling, getting the crowd hyped up. He's energized. I love it. I love anything everything about Benedict Mathern. He can shoot the 3. Uh, he can play the 3, he can play the 2. Um they they I, I compare him to Victor Oladipo. seriously. That's that's what I see in Benedict Mathern. Um Jake Jake at J Cash Properties LLC says the guy came with Mathern. Uh and then uh, janelli eighteen ten says, "Take a look at Blake Wesley. I like him under Notre Dame. I like him under. He's an athletic combo guard as well. I gotta watch some more film on Blake Wesley though." Um, Izzy Polycarp says, "I want a top four so bad. I I do too. I still want top four. I still would like a top four pick." So before I wrap up here, the Kings got pick pick four. Um, Izzy Polycarp says, "How about Johnny Davis? I like Johnny Davis as well. He's more of a scorer. The way when he, when I watch him at Wisconsin, he plays similar to Devin Booker. I'm not gonna say he's gonna come in and play." Like Devin Booker, have a career like Devin Booker, but he can score in the – he's a three-level scorer. He, he's a he's feisty on defense, too. He can – he will get down and dirty on the defensive end. That's what the Wizards need. Now, he would be coming off the bench. He would be the backup shooting guard for Bradley Bill, and I'm fine with that. He's six, he's a really good rebounder. That's a – that's a – that's a underrated skill. Same thing with ben and Mathurin. They need guys that don't need the ball in their hands. The Wizards, that's what – they don't – they need guys that can be efficient, and can score off ball. They need guys that don't need their ba- the basketball in their hands to be effective. Troy Brown Jr. needed the ball in his hands to be effective. Denny Obdi is better with the ball in his hands to be effective. They need guys to score, to be able to score without the ball in their hands, oh, cutting, moving without the without the basket. Denny's a good cutter, too. Corey Kisper's a good cutter. I think Rui's a good cutter, cutter as well, cutting to the basket, you know, backdoor cuts, etc. cetera. Um, but they need guys that can be able to move without the basket. Oche Agbaje can move without the basket. Biddick Mathurin was one of the best off ball cutters backdoor cutters in the ncaa i got to find the stat and the percentile but he was really good at that he's a good lob threat he's really good in transition there's a behind the back move that benedict thurn does in transition behind the back and then dunks the ball almost john wall-esque where he just puts the ball behind his back and then goes up and dunks it so i think oce Agbaji would be good off ball benedict thurn would be good off ball as well um johnny davis is a is a good isolation score i think he would be solid off ball as well i think he'd be solid off ball as well. So let me pull up some other guys that I want to say. Uh, Malachi Branham is somebody that I keep on my radar at a- Ohio State. I like him a lot. He can score, get to the basket. I talked about him briefly in a couple of episodes before. Um, Oche Agbaji, I would like him a lot. Ty Ty Washington, point guard out of Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky guards don't flop. They just don't. Um, Dyson Daniels, I'm not very high on because of the shooting. It's very concerning to me the load up on the shot. He's very talented though. He's a good playmaker. Once again, he needs the ball in his hands to be successful. Can he? He can defend though. That's his. That's his calling card. That 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 might be his elite skill: playmaking and defending. You know, and he he can, he can score off floaters and score through contact as well. But he really he's really raw offensively. That jumper needs some work for sure. Um, Jeremy Sohan, not a big fan of his game offensively, but defensively, I see the potential. Shot twenty nine percent from three. I'm not a fan of that. I'm just not. Um, Tari Eason. He is a dog. He's six foot eight, two hundred sixteen pounds. He can guard one through four. Um, I think he can have a similar impact like Herbert Jones did when he came in and helped the Pelicans. Um, he's twenty one years old, so he's on the older side. Which I don't really, I'm not really invested in age. I don't really care if somebody's a freshman or a senior. If you can play, you can play. That's just how I feel about guys. Tari Eason is a bucket getter. Uh, with some athleticism there, he just he, he's a little foul prone, so he just got to learn that in the NBA. Um, other guy, like I said, Benedict Mathurin, of course, Malachi Branham, Ochai Baji, Jaden Hardy is the sleeper pick for me. Um, a lot of my drafts have him go pick 19. There was a lot of times where he was the number one pick. He was mocked as the number one pick or the number one on a lot of people's NBA big board, and I, I, I like Jaden Hardy a lot. A bucket getter out of the G League, he can shoot. He's similar to Buddy Hill in a sense. Um, but he, he's a bucket getter. He's a bucket getter, man. And I, that's what we need. We need guys that can shoot the three, knock down the three. Like Cam Thomas last year for the Nets, he has that elite skill where it translates to the NBA where he can come off the bench and just score and get a bucket. And Jaden Hardy is a guy who I feel like who's going to come in and immediately get buckets and score. His his game is going to translate to the NBA. He's going to go on a playoff team such as the Bucks and the Nuggets, and then he can come off the bench and just get buckets and be a microwave scorer for them. That's what's going to happen to Jaden Hardy. Um, other than that, that's about it for me. Um, I do like Bryce McGowan's out of Nebraska, Wendell Moore out of Duke. I do like him. I, I think he's a Swiss Army knife that can shoot the three as well. I like him a lot, too. Uh, it might be a little too high for pick 10, but my sleeper pick that I really like the wild card for me is Jaden Hardy out of the G League. That's what I like. All right, so the Kings. Let's see here. So the Kings are someone in now mode. They just traded for DeMontis Sabonis. They got De'Aaron Fox. Um, I feel like if the Wizards want to trade up into the top five or top four, then they can... They should get on the phone with the, with the Sacramento Kings. I was listening to Team 980 at the radio this morning, and Chris Miles, who was on NBA TV, he said the Wizards should trade up. They should do whatever it takes to get Jaden Ivey. And I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. They just need talent. They need some pop. The Wizards need talent. I think Jaden Ivey would raise the talent bar and be a great combo guard or point guard next to Bradley Board, just a player anyway. I think he would be a great player for the Washington Wizards. So, Or even a Paola bancaro jobs. To pick four. They just need talent. I think they could use him as well. Um, So let's say the Wizards trade Kyle Kuzma in pick 10 to the Kings for the fourth pick. Would that entice the Kings? The Kings had interest in trading Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma said he was surprised to be traded um, to the Wizards because he was supposed to be traded from the Lakers to the Kings for Buddy Hill. If you guys remember, you know, he said that in, in his intro press conference. He was surprised to be the Wizards. He thought he was going to Sacramento. He was ready to pack his bags and go to the Sacramento Kings. So I don't want to trade Kuzma. I would love to see a team with Brad Kuzma and Porzingis, but if the Kings want Kyle Kuzma in pick ten for pick four, you know, and the Kings could definitely be. I know there's some Kings fan probably listening. They probably hang up the phone right now. But what is this guy talking about? This is just a trade off the top of my head. I haven't you know, looked at the numbers or anything like that, contract, whatever. I haven't looked at anything yet. But I'm just saying here, they did have interest in Kyle Kuzma. Do they really want that pick four? or do they want to trade it for talent? Do they want to get more guys in there? They already have Harrison Barnes. I get that. They have De'Aaron Fox. They don't really have a shooting. I got to look at their roster. They have Terrence Davis, who can play at the two, who's a, who's a good shooting guard. They have De'Amonse Sabonis, Harrison Barnes. Really haven't watched the Kings this year, so I got I to look at their starting five. But yeah, if the Kings, if Jaden Ivey drops out of the top three and the Kings ask for Kyle Kuzma and pick 10 and a second round pick and maybe another player, I don't know, maybe KCP or something like that, they want another shooting guard or 3D guy to surround De'Aaron Fox and, and um, DeMontis Sabonis with, I'm picking up the phone if I'm Tommy Shepard and I'm making that call. You know, I'm making that call and offering those guys for pick four. And I think, you know, Jay Nivey, Bradley Bill, Przingis, um, sign a small forward and Malik Monk, have him at the three and then at the four. You have to find another four. That's the thing. You have to find another four or another power forward. Um, I got to look at the free agency list, but you, you just got to find that four guy. Maybe Rui can start at the four. You could take a look at that and see how that goes. Or if the Kings want Rui, if they want Rui in, in, in pick 10 for pick four. Then it's something to definitely consider. I would definitely make that that call in a heartbeat. So I'll read a few more comments and then I'll head off for the night. Um, Janelle says I really like Malik. Branham. I'm uh, vengeance. Says we will never get a top five pick as long as Brad is on. That's true. I mean, you're just not going to be. You're not going to be good enough to win a championship, and you're not going to be bad enough to get a top five pick. That's what you call spinning your wheels. That's what you call wash, rinse, rinse, repeat, and that's what you call purgatory. NBA pur- purgatory. The Wizards are in NBA purgatory right now. Um, Izzy Policarp says, Paola Bancaro. Janelli, 1810, says, I'm lukewarm on tie tie, though. Strong, but not a real good shooter. But a great passer and runs in offense. Yeah, all of that is, all of those are valid points there. But like I said, you know, you don't want to scout the jersey, but you look at Tyrese Maxey, how he's translated to the NBA. You look at Devin Booker. You look at Tyler Hero, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall. Um, Kentucky guys, they come in and hit the ground running. That's just what they do. William Walker says, "Who would you take between Mathurin and Agbaji?" Ooh, that's a good question. It's a good question. I might have to leave that for the mailbag. Um, I would take Bennett and Mathurin. I'd, I'd take him for sure. I'd take him for sure. Agbaji right now is is projected to be like the 17th pick in the draft. He's actually his stock has actually has actually dropped. Um, Izzy Polycarp says CBS says that Agbaji is a 10th pick for the Wizards. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, generally says, I agree they should try their best to get Jaden Ivy. And last comment here is Janelle 1810 says, I trade Kuzma for Ivy. So it looks like we're all in agreement in that. You guys, let me know what you guys think. Just want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA from the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the NBA Finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Hail to the Wizards. Peace.